Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Elm Podcast. We're here, season two, um, episode one of just this next year, and even beyond that of what God is doing uh, here through the Well of Iowa, which is our church based in North Liberty, if you guys are not familiar who we are, um, and that our evangelical arm of our church, our ministry, which is the Elm Arrival, and we are so excited to be back, just sharing testimonies, just sharing what God's doing in and through this church, through our region, through everything that God's doing, um, just to really glorify God more than anything or anyone. It's not about the things, it's about the thing, the one, which is God. Um, so just even kicking off, we're going to get right into it, um, just to just really get, get, get everyone caught up, um, updated of what's happening. Um, if you guys do not follow us on socials, if not, please do, LM Arrival um, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and then the Well of Iowa, same thing, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we just launched our big year campaign, which is called returntojesus.info. That's the website. Um, it's a big campaign uh, mission that we're going to be kicking off, and it started right now. We're having churches from across the heartland sign up to come together next year, 7-14-2024, um, in Iowa City, just to come together to worship, to cry out to God um, for revival just for God to show up ultimately in this whole entire region. And right now we're up to 15 churches, which is amazing. Um, and we just can't wait. We can't wait to see what more is about to come. There's so much more uh, on the horizon. Uh, and then within this series, within this next uh, season, we're going to be talking about and just sharing testimonies within our church. Uh, Austin and I, Colton, uh, we're just part of the church, and uh, we're just excited to be sharing what's up uh, and what's coming. Uh, so Austin, do you just kind of want to share what's coming up and what's happened this last week? You know, we had a few things happen with just even the kickoff of uh, with this return to Jesus. Yeah, I think just as a reminder, too, is that we're from Iowa. Our church is currently located in Swisher, Iowa. We're, we actually rent out a building called the Midnight Gem, which is actually used as a wedding venue. Um, and I think something that's heavy on our hearts is, you know, you'll hear us speak a lot about the heartland. And I think it includes a lot of states that are often overlooked and seen as pass-through states, areas where nothing is really going on, there's nothing to do, and we just want to put emphasis on the fact that God is doing something here. And even if you think of the actual heart that's in our bodies, from the outside, you can't see anything that's happening. But if then something were to impact our heart, or if our heart were not um, beating in a, in a functional way, it would um, impact the rest of our body. And so I think the same thing is true to an extent where um, we just believe that God is moving in a way that may be unseen to others in the heartland that is so important. And as Colton said, we're just going to be um, bringing on a lot of people who, you know, most people probably don't know who they are. Um, they're ordinary people, but I think within ordinary people, you find an extraordinary God doing amazing things. And we just want to highlight those things. We just want to shine light on those ordinary lives that God is doing extraordinary things in because it's so important. And most of you listening are not celebrities, are not well-known, are not um, necessarily influencers on Instagram, social media, whatever it is. And so we just want to emphasize the fact that what God is doing in your life is so important and so necessary. And so as Colton mentioned, um, about a week ago, we announced this call that we just believe God is putting so heavy on our hearts that next year on July 14th, 2024, which just so happens to be on a Sunday, um, we are, there is a call just going out that God is burdening us with that in exchange for everyone's normal church service that we would all join together with one voice asking God to forgive our sins 
sins, that together we would turn from our wicked ways so that he might forgive us, that he might heal our land. And so, um, as Colton also mentioned, we already have 15 churches that have signed up, and we just want to see more and more people um, sign up for what we believe is a move of God. And the last thing I'll say about that is, you know, Jesus, before he was crucified, he prayed to the Father, and one of the things he emphasized was, Father, please make them one as we are one. And he said that it's by that oneness, by that unity, that then the world would believe. And so we just want to encourage everyone else in the Heartland area to just get on board, to sign up, to come together, um, because through that we'll be strengthened and through that uh, the world might believe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just thank you. And um, one big thing that we're always about is we're not going to call people to something that we want to do ourselves or something that we feel that we're not called to. So this last week, um, and really the last few months, uh, Pastor Ajay, the pastor of the Well of Iowa, has just been going over this series about moving me, uh, moving me, moving me, moving us, which is our big mission this year. And uh, the last few weeks, he's been talking about the desperation right? We need to be desperate for God. We need to be desperate for something to happen. We can't just do things on our own because things will easily fail at that point. Because if we're doing things in our own human strength, those things fall flat on their face because it's done in man's power, not God's power. So as we're just being desperate, that's a, that's a call that we're calling our whole entire church to is like, are you desperate for God? Are you desperate to see these churches to get, come together? Are you desperate for God to even move inside your life and your neighbor's life and the person that's sitting to the left and right of you on a Sunday or even throughout the week at your jobs? like being desperate is the beginning and it begins with us. Mm-hmm. We have to be desperate before we're calling others to come in and be desperate. Cause if they're not seeing our hunger, our desire, there's no way anyone else is going to be able to, uh, to really latch on to that. Um, and one thing that uh, pastor really hit on last week that hit me really deep was basically there's nothing in no one in this world that can quench your thirst for God, like God can. Mm-hmm. And Ultimately, you should never stop being desperate or hungry for God. Um, In the sense, like when you eat a meal, you get full, right? But with God, it's like you eat, but it doesn't stop there. It continues, like you need to continuously be hungry for God. You can't just eat the one meal on a Sunday and be like, I'm satisfied for the week. You have to be like, no, like, well, I want more of God. Like God calls us to be more thirsty, more hungry, more desperate for him in that way. And it's just so interesting to think about the correlation between like a food meal and like a real meal or like the spiritual real meal that we're talking about. Um, And just even this last week, we went to Clinton, Iowa, um, which is around hour and a half, two hours away from us, just to see basically it was a big leadership conference of different pastors from across America, but also a lot of Central and South America coming together. Um, Just the same thing, just cry out for God inside their own lives, for their churches, and for them to be empowered too. As pastors, you go through a lot. You have a lot of conversations throughout the week. You have a lot of pain yourself. You have a life yourself. But for them to come together under one roof is just so empowering and so encouraging for us. And just to see that desperation, I think, kind of spurred us a lot more, a desperation to see 7-14-2024 come together so beautifully. Um, and I, walking away from that, because you were there too, obviously, all of us, you know, part of the Elmer Rival, we were all there. What was something that kind of hit you in the way of desperation, like seeing there, you know, while you're in there during worship and seeing them so hungry and desperate? Um, what, did, what did that do inside of you? I think just getting to hear some of the stories getting to hear some of the words that were just coming out of some of the speakers there. It was just a reminder that I was in the midst of people who have given their entire life over to Jesus. Um, I was hearing a perspective that is beyond America of people who literally depend on Jesus 
every single day. And I think someone has said that America is one of the only places where you can be a Christian and have your own personal life kind of on the side. You can have um, both your own happy life that you want to live and be a Christian in America, while in other countries it's a life or death situation. And we can get deceived being here in America thinking that it's no longer a life and death situation. And I remember there was a speaker there named Josue, um, who I believe is from Cuba, and he was just saying how here in America we try so hard to avoid crisis. And that resonated with me so much because I find myself trying to um, almost pre-plan for pain that might happen, um, try to orchestrate everything in such a way to where I can prevent as much crisis and pain as possible. And it turns out that that's actually something completely out of my control. And I actually think that crisis in life, things falling apart, things, um, when, when those moments in life are revealed that just prove we have no control, that that actually is what births a lot of the desperation in us. But then going back to Pastor, Pastor had uh, Pastor Ajay, he had encouraged all of us saying, don't wait until a time of crisis. Don't wait until a time of suffering to be desperate for God. We should, even in our wholeness, even when things are going well, uh, tr- be desperate for him, cry out to him. And that that really resonated with me a lot. And um, also just thinking about that um, night in Clinton, that weekend in Clinton is just, you know, a word that's thrown around a lot today is diversity. And just the diversity of that night was amazing. And just seeing people from all these uh, different nations come together. And we know that heaven is going to be filled with all different nations. But I think something, I heard someone say that we love diversity of um, ethnicity, but in today's culture, we hate diversity of thought. So we do everything to try to get a whole bunch of people that look differently to look, make it look like there's diversity. But once there's diversity of thought, people get canceled. But I think that's something about this cause for Jesus is we want to be a people that even in the midst of diversity of thought, even in the diversity of different opinions about certain things, we want to still be able to have that oneness in Jesus and that unity and to be able to look past those things. Not saying they're not important, but if we want to be unified, we're going to have to. We're going to have to um, have that, that pain of humbling ourselves not always seeing eye to eye for the greater cause. And I think that that's ultimately what is the biggest stumbling block of people coming together is the diversity of thought. But I think it's something we have to overcome um, in order to to have that unity. And I think that's, we saw a little bit of that in Clinton because we have people coming from all different places and I'm sure everyone has different perspectives on this, different opinions on this. And yet we were still able to come under one roof and worship Jesus and make it all about him. And I think that's a huge part of this return to Jesus idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. And what you're saying is like, everyone has different life experiences life tragedies, life questions, life concerns, all these various things. However, like as I'm thinking about desperation is, you know, we all have these different things going on in our lives, right? Good, bad, and the ugly, everything in between. However, as we're all desperate for various things, there's only one resolution at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the beauty about God is he's only one God rather than, you know, some other religions, there's a million gods. You know, you have to go to this God for this, this, this God, this. And that's something that God's been teaching me about desperation this last year and just being hungry for him is like, don't you know how beautiful it is that you only have one God to come to? Mm-hmm. I have, you know, this issue of one thing. You have an issue of another thing, but we have one God to come to. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose of a Sunday gathering. It's the whole purpose of a Wednesday Bible study. That's the whole purpose of a worship night on a Friday. That's the whole purpose of a Clinton or our upcoming, you know, gatherings is that we all have our various 
life things happening. We all come from different cultures, but there's one God that knows us inside and out. And that when we're desperate for him and we're hungering for more and more and more is that we're also going to want more and more and more of him. And it's out of our place of desperation that we should want him more. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you know, especially in our culture, we're taught like, oh, it's hard, give up. It's mm-hmm. hard. Oh, that, that's not it. You shouldn't, you, you know, you shouldn't be able to do that. You should kind of toss, you know, like oh, that wasn't in the, that wasn't in the cards for me, but God's actually saying, no, when it gets hard, it's, that's the time you need to be pushing harder. When, when it gets hard, that's actually when you should become more desperate for me. Don't become desperate when you begin to see the right things come into play or like, oh yeah, God gave me a sign of, wow, this was so amazing. I'm praying for this. And he gave me a sign that, yep, I'm going to become more desperate. It's like, no, God's like kind of sometimes just chill. Like I need my child to chill and you like, see that I'm here, mm-hmm. but right now their brain's like all over the place, if that makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, you're saying it's not just, like how Pastor mentioned, don't just get desperate when desperate times come. You're also saying, well, don't wait to be desperate for him once he answers your prayer, once you have yeah. everything in order the way that you want. Yeah. I think that's so true because it's, it's a positioning of the heart to have that desperation for Jesus. And then I heard another person say how he would hear a lot of, he would hear a lot of sermons and something that would humble him is he would leave a lot of sermons and be like, hmm, that didn't really impact me much. I was kind of bored during that sermon. And then he would hear another person say, that was the best sermon I've ever heard in my entire life. And I know I've had that experience before where maybe I didn't feel an impact that Sunday. Maybe I left not really thinking about much. And then I hear someone else say, that sermon was fire. It was powerful. It impacted me. And the difference between those two people is the positioning of the heart. And is, are you coming hungry for God? Are you coming into a church service saying, Jesus, I just want a word from you. I just want to hear something from you. I just want you to speak to me. What is it? Or are you just coming in thinking, I'm okay. I don't need to leave any different. Whatever's talked about, I'm fine. I'm just going to get through these couple hours and go back home. And so you're right. It's a positioning of the heart. Yeah. And it's like, as I said, I was talking about desperation these last few weeks and especially today in today's sermon. Um, pastor was making the points of what desperation does, right? Uh, desperation, one brings revival. Desperation, I'm reading my notes, uh, will answer our prayers and desperation will transform our life and our city mm-hmm. and our church. So once again, I said, we're a church that believes we're calling you to do this we better be on that same boat as you though. We better, like, we're not in a higher ground. We're not in a better place. We're actually calling ourselves to that same place. Like, are you desperate to see revival? Are you desperate to see your answered, to see your prayers answered? Are you desperate to see God move in your city, in your church, for all of you guys to work together, for everyone to come together? Because I said, there's one God calling all our various lives together for one purpose. And the beauty about desperation and so there's a few more points that, you know, Pastor was sharing that yesterday while he was in his office just praying, preparing for today, there were three points that um, kind of came to mind as he was just praying about what is desperation and like, what is the fruitfulness, basically? When you're desperate, what is the fruitfulness that comes out of that? There, uh, or what requires fruit to come, if that makes sense? So there's, it comes out of our faithfulness, our obedience and our humility, ultimately taking up your cross and dying to yourself every single day. The type of transformation that this desperation will bring is simplicity, power, and effectiveness. And I just, I don't know why I found that so powerful when he was sharing that point of how our desperation will be transformation because I think those are, we can just overcomplicate so much in our walk with Jesus. We can drive ourselves crazy in our walk with Jesus. Uh, we can overcomplicate what it is to follow him, to be on mission for him. And then so often we try to walk by our own strength. We can find ourselves burnt out. We can find ourselves frustrated. We can find ourselves overly exhausted. 
when we walk by our own strength. And then effectiveness. Jesus even said that we can do nothing apart from him. But when we're desperate for him, um, he'll transform that and we'll be able to do, like he said, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yeah, it's just what desperation does and that's what you said, I'm just bringing it more to light in the way is that desperation should increase our effectiveness as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I said, once again, as believers, it's not about us keeping it to ourselves. It's our effectiveness in a, to enable us to be able to go out. It's our, it, our ability to be able to share our testimonies. It's our ability to even share our worship and intercede on behalf of our brother and sister. That's to the left and right of us. You know, this morning as we were kicking off service, God put so heavy on my heart. It's just like, you don't know what we know each other so well, but at the same time, it's like all of us just go through so much throughout the whole entire week. And it's like, okay, you may be in a good place, but are you also desperate for your brother or sister to be like in a good place? You know, nothing's ever perfect. We know that. Like we're never going to be perfect, but at the same time, it's like there's a point in your life where you're like, okay, I am so satisfied with God. I want more of him, but in a way, like when temptation or the sin, the sin struggles come, it's not a matter of giving into that thing anymore. It's about, okay, I'm going to war through this. I'm going to fight on. I'm not going to give into that temptation to retreat or fall back. But it's about the desperation for one another too, Mm -hmm. not just desperation for ourselves and our own wants, our own desires, but for the desperation of our brother or sister next to us. And the biggest thing that, that hits me truthfully if I'm just being completely honest and it's what pastor said and you know it hits you in the gut whenever you know so, you know something but then someone says something and you're it like hits you in the gut you're like man that, mm-hmm. that get, got me it's the fact of like the only thing the only person that gets in our prayer life is us yeah we like to do oh I can't do it because of this reason or because of this person or because of I didn't have time today and you know like I imagine like what if God said I don't have time for you today I would probably sob and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like God doesn't care about me for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's kind of the desperation he's looking for. It's like, are you desperate enough, uh, desperate enough to stay up for another 10, 15 minutes when it's your bedtime to pray to me <laughs> or to pray to him? Or are you desperate enough to really cry out for things and people to come together? Um, it's just that God has so much in store, so many exciting things for you as a person, but ultimately you as a church, as us as a church, as the big C church, not just the well church, but the big C church in, in the heartland, in our region, in our nation, in, our, in the world ultimately at the same time, because God's going to come and, you know, he's going to have his, that, that, that judgment day we all have to face. And he's going to be like, were you desperate for me? Are you hungry for me? Were you spending those days just ready to be hungry? And really seeking my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a thought that came to mind because pastor's also been talking about Hannah a lot and how she was barren. But it was through her desperation, it was through her prayer life that she went from being a barren woman to a woman that was bearing fruit. And I think that's also what our desperation will do for us in Jesus. And so, you know, we bring up, de- pastor's talking about desperation. We're bringing up desperation because desperation is going to be required moving ahead in this call of return to Jesus. Somebody is not going to return to Jesus unless they're desperate for him. For him. Um, we, we talked about how we don't want desperate times to be the reason why we come to Jesus and return to him. Um, but unfortunately, we live in a time where the times are very desperate in so many different ways, um, especially within our nation. Um, you know, I think as a nation, we're seen as so rich, but I think in so many ways, we're actually so poor. Uh, in so many ways, we look to be self-sufficient, but in so many ways, we are just in poverty spiritually. And so 
the reason why desperation is so important for his church and for his people is because it is going to be a requirement for actually for us to actually return to him. And so I'm not sure if there's some more yeah. points you wanted to share kind of about what's ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, Austin got us in that direction, so we're going to keep rolling with it. It's just in the fact of de- desperation is what we have coming up ahead is we're not just calling everyone for a one point next year is that there's actual stops along the way. So on the 29th, which is this upcoming Saturday, we're going to be in Dyersville, Iowa. We're going to be in Siouxland on 813 and then Cedar Rapids on 820. So I said, this, there's a road there. It's not just a call and be like, you know, come. It's a matter of like, there's going to be stops. There's going to be those personal interactions and those in a way, like a check-in point and just to be like, hey, are you on board with this? Because we're on board. Like, this isn't our mission. This is God's mission. We're on board with God's mission. Do you want to jump on board? And we're just hoping and praying that we can get more churches to sign up. And once again, it's uh, return to Jesus.info. If you are interested, if you need just more information, it's the easiest way. There's videos, there's resources there. Um, if not, you can always message us on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> other than that, we're just going to just pray it out. You know, everything it has to be opened in prayer and sealed in prayer. And so, Austin, I'll have you pray it out okay. for us. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for Colton. Thank you so much for those listening. Um, I just really pray, Lord God, for your will to be done in all of this and through all of this. And I just pray that you would see the desperation that is rising. I just pray, Lord God, your word says mercy triumphs over judgment. And we confess that in so many ways, uh, the church within America is deserving of judgment. But we just pray that your mercy would pour out on all of us because we need it so much, Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Lord God, that um, for those hearing this and for those who may be sitting on the fence about whether they should really participate and jump into this, even if they don't know us and even if they're wondering what we're all about and even if they're concerned about are we going to see eye to eye on everything, I just pray that faith would rise up in the hearts of your people and humility would rise up in the hearts of your people and that we would come together, um, not for the sake of one church's mission or another church's mission, but ultimately for the mission of Jesus um, and for his gospel to go forth and for his brethren to be, um, for his church to be strengthened uh, that's what you said to Peter, Lord God, um, before, when you said, when you were telling him that he was going to deny you, you said, but when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. And so I pray, Lord God, this would be a moment of the brethren being strengthened and then ultimately the world believing in you because of our unity um, and that all of us would just return to Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. See you next time. Hi, this is Austin. And I'm Colton. Thank you so much for tuning in to the LM Podcast, where we're going to be providing weekly updates about what's happening here at home for church and also about where the church is going. You can also learn more about the Return to Jesus movement, where there is a call on all the churches in the heartland to come together in one place to cry out to Jesus. And we hope you can sign up at returntojesus.info. You can also stay up to date by subscribing to us here on YouTube and giving us a like and follow on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, guys.